Minister. Question number one. To confirm that he has done so. I'm grateful to the honourable lady. It is not order. It is not my intention to suspend the sitting. The point will have been heard by the Prime Minister. I say to the Honourable Lady, all sorts of things are possible, but as to what is judged appropriate at this time, I think the puckish grin on the contours of the Honourable Lady... There's no smoke in this building, Miss Tremel. Would I get into charge me with smoking? <coughs> Yes, that's the week in Westminster in a little snapshot for you. Happy days, happy Sunday to you. The Sunday sermon, keep calm and cauliflower cheese, chappy. Your dear host at the helm here. I'm at the tiller. The tiller, my lad, the tiller, my booty. I'm going to set sail over the ocean deep here, over the next hour. You join me, Captain Chatty. How do you do? It's lovely to be. I don't think I could keep that voice going for a whole hour. It'd make me absolutely hoarse. Ah, Captain Jack's by here. Ah, how you do, my eyes? <clears throat> yeah, you see, I, can't, I just can't do it. Oh, it's absolutely smashing to be here. Absolutely lovely to be here, you land lovers. Keep calm and cauliflower cheese, episode 186. And uh, it's Sunday again. So, uh, yeah, make the most of your Sunday. If you've got the, if you've got the Monday willies then enjoy your Sunday to the fullest and uh, you make yourself so tired that you'll be able to go to sleep on uh, Sunday night. I'm a little bit the bouffant today. I mean, my hair's all over the shop. It's like uh, full of the old uh, air clay and it's, uh, I mean, I have to use this uh, headphone uh, to, to keep the hair back. It's like a hairband at the moment, keeping all the luscious locks into play looking beautiful you i know this is audio but you have to dress for impress even for a podcast so uh you know what i have done though i've ordered myself and he said what do you do what are you doing chappy oh my god you sure what are you doing man you order some joggers yes i've ordered some joggers and uh yeah i'm gonna order some joggers from the amazon prime you but you try before you buy so i'm gonna try out these joggers 
I mean, are they flammable? Because the ones I remember, like the shell suits back in the 1980s that David Icke used to wear, used to be incredibly flammable. You get anything near it, you get a match near it. If you had a gas stove and had to light anything up, it's better to slip off, be completely naked in the tighty whities and then put the shell suit on afterwards. Or you could cause an absolute abomination. It could be... uh, it could cause all sorts of fire hazards, basically. So I'm wondering what these joggers are going to be like. Are they going to give me enough support? And it's a, it's a problem that a lot of ladies have here with the uh, pocket situation. I see two back pockets. Are there any front pockets there? And I don't want the zipper. I don't want it looking too casual, too leisure wear, as they say in America. I want it, I want it leisurely, but not too leisurely, if you, uh, if you know what I'm saying. Now, what sort of support is it going to give the old boy, the old chap? That's uh, that's very, very important as well. Uh, it looks elasticated, uh, but are they going to slip down? But I have the situation, I don't know if my belly is pushing the trousers down or if it's having a flat bottom. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not, it's like the old Queen song. It's not fat bottom girls, it's uh, flat bottom chappy, I think. And um, I, I'm just unsure what the situation is. And I don't want to be pulling and hitching them up right up to my nipples like the high waist we talked about this on a podcast before but like they're basically you um you, you could sear some bot- buttonholes uh, where the nipples lie and you could like fasten your trousers to your nipples that's how a lot of old men wear their trousers uh, i don't want that situation going on so i am going to try out the joggers i will uh, report back and let you know if it's something if it's a go or a no I mean, it could be a no, but I've got my favorite color. I think every, every color that I have is navy. I am basically in the navy. So I've been reading about the different chakra sounds and colors here just to, uh, I mean, you have to be careful with a misplaced gong because it can cause all sorts of trouble because the different chakra sounds and colors mean different things to different people. So the root chakra, the color red, the symbol is Malhadra, which is an inverted triangle within skirt circumscribed by a circle with four lotus petals, the sound associated with the root chakra is O, and the C note at 256 hertz, the element is earth. The second chakra is also known as the chakral chakra. In Sanskrit, um, the color is orange. The symbol is two tangential circles within a third circle with six lotus petals. The vowel sound for this chakra sound is oo. The note is D, the frequency 288 Hz. The third chakra sound is called Manipura. The symbol is an inverted triangle within a circle surrounded by 10 lotus petals. The vowel sound is O. Uh, and the is not E at the frequency of 320 hertz. The element is Manipura's fire. The fourth chakra is a heart chakra known as Anahata. The Sanskrit symbol is a star of David within a circle of 12 lotus petals in a field of green. The vowel sound is R. The fifth chakra or throat chakra called the Vishuddha is the Sanskrit symbol is an inverted triangle with a circle within it. The circle has 16 lotus petals around it. The color is sky blue. The vowel sound is I. The note is G. The frequency is 384 hertz. The sixth is the Anja. The Anja. The Sanskrit symbol for the Anja chakra is an inverted triangle with a circle with two lotus petals, indigo blue, frequency A, 422 hertz, a symbol for the elements 
And the seventh chakra is the Karan chakra called the Sashkura. The Sanskrit symbol is a circle surrounded by a lotus flower, is the field of the magenta or color violet. The vowel sound is E, the note is B, in the frequency is 480 hertz. The element for the Shantrara is also the element just like the third eye or the Anja chakra. Anyway, you have to be very, very careful because I had a lovely meal last night, lovely Indian, and I decided to get the tandoor chicken, which is quite spicy, and you have to pick it up. You get your fingers very, very dirty, because it's soaked in all these beautiful Indian spices, onions, peppers, and it's very, very brown, thick, um, not sweet, but quite spicy, and a delicious taste to it, very rich taste to it a brownness to the uh, the chicken but you had to be careful because there's all sorts of little bones there and you have to maneuver your way around the uh, the the tandoor chicken it was phenomenal but the problem is whatever those spices were is called also the situation so when you're playing different chakra sounds like the gong the gong at the beginning of the show had an unusual effect for me but if you're having a problem, and, and to be honest, I'm far from being constipated, <laughs> let me tell you. But if you're having some issues here, this is another type of sound that you can play. And I'm a little bit worried to play this right at the sort of fairly beginning part of the podcast here. But this can ease all your troubles away, so to speak. I mean, this is basically constipation or relief by an oral or by an oral. How's the bloating? Are you getting any relief? Is your stomach still protruding? things beginning to move all right we'll play this in the background as i give you the uh, summary of yesterday's show 185 keep common cauliflower cheese which pop star singer would you want to save your life i know the fun loving criminals wanted barry white to save their life and i believe he did and we decided that barry white and probably Lionel Richie, because of his dancing on the ceiling skills, would be the best type of person to save your life. David Attenborough also. How about him narrating ring videos in the middle of the night? These nest and ring videos of all sorts of animals frolicking during the nocturnal hours. Uh, yes, so David Attenborough narrating ring videos or nest videos, and also possible crime videos as well in the middle of the night the worst tv remote control in the world and how i got my dimples my dimples and delightful balls completely muddy free i got all the crusty mud and grass off the balls off the golf balls yes they were titleless we're not talking about anything else where's your mind slipping into the gutter here uh, and also, um, we did mention gout. Now, my father's been trying this cherry juice. 
this cherry juice and also apple cider vinegar and uh, we suggested that he should try to bend down and try to pick up his wallet and stretch his toes at the same time that may help the quickness and speed that he would bend down to pick up his wallet would be a thing to behold also today on the podcast civilization built on uh, chewing up wood and then possibly plastic so th- there's the image of here and 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 my delightful young lady said this yesterday so civilization was basically um built houses being built atom upon each other civilizations being built upon each other again and again and she thought that and again it was very early in the morning so i i don't know if this is going to stick in terms of a, a podcast feature but she feels like dogs over the centuries chewing up wood more wood wood on wood plastic on top of the wood more wood on the plastic and this is basically how civilizations are being put together years gone by years will pass and paleontologists will find bits of chewed up wood and plastic and think what was going on here it's like basically discovering cannibals back in the day but why were these humans back in 2022 chewing up things or was it their pet Fido's uh, also I did mention this before and and we'll we'll discover this again and maybe explore this I did decide to buy some joggers yes and uh, whilst looking on Amazon yesterday I was suggested I should think about buying these bleeding bath mats bleeding bath mats uh, the danger of takeaway boxes uh, also the MP basically blaming his porn viewing habits on some sort of farm tool this farm vehicle uh, we'll be talking about trump's fear of pineapples uh, being well, i mean god knows what's going on with the pineapple situation and one of the best quotes that i've heard of the week have you still got your diaper off because it's national do without your diaper week people uh the air fryer diaries and we never talked about it yesterday we did discuss this uh, wonderful chap i met ray who created his golf tool that this laser it has a laser on it we talked about that on the podcast yesterday we never discussed odd place costco chickens starting a zoom call on the bog uh never looking at somebody else's uh ear pods airpods uh plugs you put in your ears plugs you put in your lug holes also uh potato sausage cakes as well people advertising uh shorts for my body shape that seems to be something that seems to be happening a lot at the moment and uh just re-examining the amber heard johnny depp situation before we go north east i think we've probably gone west on this occasion some of the quotes of the week here um and this is one of my favorites without a doubt in the last 36 hours the only thing i've ingested is yorkshire pudding congratulations you've become a british citizen immediately and uh, also, uh, also in the week here, one of my favourites. Why do we know more about Mars than we do the vagina? I mean, talking of Yorkshire puddings, though, man loves Yorkshire puddings so much he can eat 20 per roast. The Yorkshire pudding addict has gone viral on TikTok for eating up to 20 of the baked treats per meal. 25-year-old Jake Farrar has the flour and egg-based food for every single meal he enjoys. He enjoys them with jam, also with dessert. So, I mean, I did try a little bit of syrup on the uh, Yorkshire puddings. 
and it was absolutely delicious, I have to say. Sunday is his favorite day of the week as he piles his roast dinner with an average of 13 of the regional puddings. Sometimes he'll even treat himself to 20. Jake from Middlesbrough went to extreme lengths in lockdown and taught himself how to make the puds when he couldn't travel to the shop as much during lockdown. He preferred brand his Aunt Bessie's, with the pudding setting him back 25 pounds a month for 200. Jake, a dad of two, said they're absolutely my favorite food. Yorkshire puds are the food from the gods. I have them with every day with a meal and also with snacks. I even have them as dessert, fill them with jam for a sweet treat. I've loved them ever since being a child. Now I have on average 13 on my roast. Everybody in the family knows I love them and, and makes extra when I'm coming over. I often ask myself uh, uh, how many I'll be able to eat in one go. One time I had 20 on my roast. Jake work at Timpson's consumes a total of 200 Yorkshire puddings every month. This equates to 10,000 calories. Oh my gosh. I mean, it could, I, I think this is the thing. They have the hot dog eating competitions in the US. Why not have the Yorkshire pudding competitions? I bet our dearest friend here, Jake, would uh, probably come out on top. One of the oddest things I saw on Amazon whilst I was uh, looking for some items here are these bath mats you can buy. Now they're not memory foam, they're memory clay basically. And you step on them when you come out and the clay turns into this red color. It looks like you've been bleeding. Why would people want to put themselves in the midst of a horror movie? Because the clay is meant to subside again and the redness goes away. But the complaints have been that basically the redness remains. It looks like you've got blood all over your bath mat and you're basically coming out of a murder scene. Okay, I warn you, never play this music. <laughs> basically, this is the music, the chakra. I mean, it's really dialing down into the brown chakra, I think. Never play this music uh, when you're hosting a podcast, because there'll be lots of intermissions, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> lots of intermissions. But I, 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 maybe I need to put this up on Instagram, I think, because uh, this could help all sorts of uh, constitutional issues. We're not talking about the British Parliament here or the American Congress. We're talking about other constitutional issues. Anyway, so... Let's leave that on the background, see if it helps. I don't know how much. I'm going to be playing golf later. I'm going to get to the first hole, and I'm going to be basically breaking the, breaking the 100-meter record, I think, to get back to the clubhouse if <laughs> I keep putting this, uh, this music on. But we'll leave it on gently in the background here whilst I talk about starting a Zoom call from the bog, from the toilet. Have you done that before? During, I mean, lockdown the last two years, there's been many Zoom calls. Have you had to inadvertently start a Zoom call whilst on the toilet? Because the whole thing is, I mean, we're now used to it now. We're becoming Zoom experts. I mean, we talked about this before where the kids basically have uh, superimposed uh, pictures of themselves working when actually they're out skateboarding or doing something along those lines. Um, but you have to be very very careful because is the camera on is the audio on are you in attendance are you presenting you need to make all of these determinations before you decide whether you can start your zoom call from the toilet or not uh, and also you know if you've got the airpods on they're very very sensitive aren't they so you have to be incredibly careful here um, but anyway i wouldn't play this music if you're about to hop on a Zoom call or you'll be hosting the entire seminar from the guard robe, the facilities, the library. 
So there's more on the uh, Angela Rayner basic instinct gate, basically. The, uh, the report last week triggered a storm at Westminster after deputy leader claimed the MP's cheerleaders were spreading perverted smears. Boris Johnson orders his whips. Now, <laughs> for those listening across a word, it's not like chains and whips. It's, it's, a, it's a parliamentary uh, term, a term in Westminster that basically uh, they assist a lot of the ministers. We'll, we'll, get a, we'll get a nice little summary for you. Uh, revelations that Rayner had propagated the story led supporters to try to reframe the row as an indictment of the sexist and classist culture of the media. Conservative Party inquiry. I mean, this is the party that's been accused of uh, of revealing and launching this story. Basically, incident furore over Angela Rayner has concluded that the deputy leader was herself the source of the story. The report in last week's Mail on Sunday triggered a storm at Westminster after Miss Rayner claimed that Boris Johnson cheerleaders have resorted to spreading desperate, perverted smears in doomed attempts to save his skin. The uproar forced the Prime Minister to release a statement condemning the misogyny, which anonymously directed at Miss Rayner, had to order his whips again. Whips and lashes. Mr. Johnson also vowed he would unleash, not unleash the whips, but the terrors of the air for the person responsible. But within 24 hours of the investigation started, the whips had spoken to four Tory MPs who testified that Miss Rayner had herself issued the, uh, the, the, the whole statement or... It was banter. It was bants at the Westminster Bar. According to one of the MPs, she told them during Prime Minister's questions she liked to do my Sharon Stone trick. I cross and uncross my legs and give them a flash of my ginger. And I'm not going to... I've never heard it described like that before. I mean, we're going back to Mars again, aren't we, really? (laughs) The Red Planet. to do something about takeaway boxes they can cause all sorts of injury i mean i don't know if these like metal type these metallic type of boxes uh, are good for recycling i guess they could be crushed but the opening up my curry the other day i mean first of all you need to have long fingernails or toenails or however you like to open your curry box up uh to get it open because it's basically pressed down with a plastic lid on there and this sort of serrated metal edges are pressed down over the plastic and uh, it's a devil's own job trying to get the takeaway box open and I mean you're incredibly hungry you may be hangry at that point and you're desperately trying to get this open as quick as you can and then you cut your finger on the serrated edge of the takeaway box here I mean it's basically like you're going through uh, several Indiana Jones type challenges I mean, you've got that huge rock coming towards you, you've got knives coming out, you've got snakes falling from the sky, and you've got a serrated takeaway box to get into before you can eat your curry. And you'd have to try not to get injured. Because the whole thing is that my finger was bleeding, but I was basically gnawing away at this uh, takeaway tandoor chicken, and the spice was getting into the wound, which, I mean, I've heard that if you cut your finger off, you can uh, place it in some turmeric and the finger actually grows back again. Now, men out there, don't get try, you know, tipping up appendages into, into the turmeric. I don't think it's going to do any good. But anyway, you have to be very, very careful. It's like the uh, seven unsheathed swords cutting my finger open as I open up this curry box to get into it. We're going to have to do something. We have to modernize the takeaway food. I mean, there's enough plastics there that can't 
often be recycled. But the whole thing is, if you had to go into the uh, ER with a severed finger from your takeaway box, that's no good as well. Okay, rate my plate on Twitter. Rate my plate now on Twitter is one of the best Twitter handles out there. And you can put pictures of your food and then people basically rip it to pieces. It's actually like a food roast. You know the roast that you get where you're roasted by celebrities? You're roasted by other Twitterites, other Twitterees, uh, when you put your picture of your food up on Twitter. And here, we have a slightly dismantled piece of black pudding. Half of it's intact, it looks like a sausage, and the other piece basically looks, well, it looks bloody awful, and some crushed up chips here. And this is by Dita D, who's black pudding and chips. Uh, and then uh, these are some of the comments here. Had Amber Heard over for a meal? Type 3 with chips. Type 1, separate hard lumps and nuts hard to pass. Type 2, sausage shape but lumpy. Type 3, like a sausage but with cracks on its surface. Type 4, like a sausage or a snake, smooth and soft. Soft, soft blobs with clear cuts. Type 5, fluffy pieces with rugged edges. And watery, no solid pieces. Type 7, that's basically how it's described. That will be $14.95, please, sir. Uh, <laughs> basically, it looks like a dog's dinner or a dog's something else here. Hot cuisine at its finest and most delicate, exquisite use of flavours, textures in this dish. Diners could we expect only the best pigs, blood and white all-rounded potatoes for a delectable sensory overload. Magnifique. And uh, basically shit and chips. I learn something every day. <laughs> I learn something new every day. Looks like the pan after a night drinking Guinness. Oh dear, that is grim. Oh, though, they look suspiciously like apples, not potatoes black what some things cannot be unseen did the black pudding shit itself so the mp has basically come out and uh, he's admitted that he was the one watching porn and apparently some of the female mps around him were trying to get videos of him watching porn but he said he stumbled over this porn site after basically uh, googling a tractor site. He was looking at tractors, basically. That's what he's doing. It was nothing, no shenanigans there. It uh, was no Pornhub going on, or Muffler, or Huffler, or Hustler, or what any of these any of these different sites here. And I don't know if they're actually sites, by the way. I would hogwash fling flam. Anyway. So he, he blames tractors anyway. So maybe he was looking at a massive Massey Ferguson or a John Deere. Uh, oh dear. Um, but I think he has definitely plowed his last thorough. And move over, cans of soup. Killer fruits are Donald Trump's latest weapon of concern in Huffington Post. The former president voiced his grave concerns over the projectile fruit in an October 2021 disposition of filed in the court on Tuesday and was reported in the Daily Beast. Trump was testifying under oath in civil lawsuits filed by activists and alleged they were violently attacked by Trump's uh, security guards outside the Manhattan Tower in 2015 uh, in September. They say that Trump's security team, led by his longtime bodyguard Keith Schiller, ripped away the signs and punched and briefly choked one protester. I wanted to have people to be ready because they put on alert uh, that they were going to do fruit. It's very dangerous stuff. You can get killed with those things, he said of tomatoes. He also said it was necessary for security to be aggressive in stopping people throwing pineapples, bananas, tomatoes, and stuff like that. Trump made the comments as he was questioned during the uh, deposition here. 
we were told and pressed whether everybody actually was actually found to have tomatoes in their possession. He claimed they were anarchists with mutant pineapples tossed at him. I mean, Trump's fear is basically uh, a huge fear. And, 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 and again, he could be right here. Who knows? He's concerned around a golden shower of pineapples which will rain down from the heavens. I mean, apparently, though, pineapple juice makes everything taste better. Allegedly. And uh, from uh, pineapple, medium pineapples being tossed, maybe catapulted at Donald Trump, uh, one in ten Brits believe a pina colada counts as one of five a day. Its key ingredient is a liberal shot of rum, and one in ten people believe a pina colada cocktail is fruity enough to count as one of five a day. While it's, uh, it may have a tropical blend of coconut milk and pineapple juice, and is usually garnished with a slice of pineapple and a uh, mascarpone cherry, uh, not even Del Boy, in Only Fools and Horses, for whom it was his favorite, considered it a health drink. But the survey of 2,000 people found uh, a number of cocktails were also considered as counting towards the five-a-day portions of fruit and veg, as the NHS recommends in a good diet. They included a porn-style martini, vanilla vodka, lime, prosecco, passion fruit, and a Bloody Mary, which contains vodka, tomato juice, celery, Tabasco, and a Worcestershire sauce, Worcestershire sauce. Go on, Americans, try to say it. After me, Worcestershire sauce. It's a washa-sha-sha-sha-sha-sha-sha-sha-sha. A study by Bassett's Vitamins also found 11% considered a glass of wine as one of the five a day made from grapes. Anything containing alcohol is normally discounted by health experts. I mean, I guess also if you're having sex on the beach, could that count as one of your five a day? Well, I mean, if you have five a day, you're pretty lucky, I'd say. I want to once again enlighten you to the aspects and wonders and joyous wonders of apple cider vinegar with the mother. I use apple cider vinegar a lot for making uh, and cleaning recipes. For cleaning, any vinegar will do. In food or drink recipes, I use organic, unrefined version of apple cider vinegar with the mother. Over the years, my mentions of vinegar with the mother have got a lot of questions. Readers asking, what's the mother? Uh, means and how to find if you can find what the mother is. What's apple cider vinegar with the mother? In short, the apple cider vinegar that has a culture and benefit bacteria that turns regular apple cider into vinegar in the first place, it's simply known as the SCOBY. Or is that the SCOBY? Also called the mother. So uh, in ACV, I mean, I'm not going to use it. I'm going to say apple cider vinegar with the mother is a complex structure of beneficial acids that seem to have health benefits. Unrefined vinegars have a murky appearance and typically still contain the mother culture. Clear and pasteurized vinegar typically do not contain the mother and don't carry the same benefits. Refined and clear vinegars are great for cleaning as they do not leave a residue. Raw, unfiltered and unrefined versions contain more beneficial properties for culinary uses. The word vinegar comes from the Latin word vinum, meaning wine, and assa, sour. In essence, vinegar is sour wine. Organic, unfiltered vinegars have long been used in history. Folklore claims that Cleopatra once dissolved a pearl in vinegar and drank it in order to win a bet with Marcus Antonius, Mark Anthony. She uh, wages that she could spend a fortune on a single meal. Vinegar is mentioned in the Bible, and Hippocrates often recommend it for a variety of elements. Any carbohydrate or alcohol in theory can become vinegar. Uh, the non-distilled alcohol in beer, wine, and cider exposed to air and group bacteria convert alcohols into an actic acid. 
this type of vinegar gained commercial properties in the 1930s. In 1394, a group of French uh, vintners developed a continuous method for making vinegar known as the Orleans method. This method, it was oak barrels used in fermentation vessels. Vinegar was siphoned off through a sprigot on the bottom of the barrel. About 15% of the vinegar was left behind, which contained the mother of the vinegar, the mother, and concentrated bacteria floating on top. So the mother is floating on the top. A new batch of cider uh, wine was carefully added to the barrel and was quick started by the remaining vinegar. So, vinegar, unfiltered, unadulterated, and unrefined, has a host of benefits. The actic acid created in the secondary fermentation process is a component of the finished vinegar and hosts benefits of its own. More research needs to be done, but it's apparently great for blood sugar, blood pressure, dissolving cholesterol, uh, and also any deposits in the arteries. So I found a new character. I'm always stumbling over these characters. We had Pajama Man, we have the Moo Moo Lady. I'm gonna set Pajama Man and Moo Moo Lady up together because I can't bear her basically watching everything I do. She's smoking, watching everything I do. So I'm gonna set up Pajama Man and the Moo Moo Lady together, I think, on some sort of date here. But I've now discovered the Waddler, the Waddler. Now this is a gentleman, he looks a little bit like uh, one of my uh, uh, one of my father's old friends, Mr. Tice. He's a cross between uh, Mr. Tice and Newman from Seinfeld. Hello, Jerry. Anyway, so he basically is. Um, I mean, he's a he's a bigger lad, uh, but losing weight significantly though, as I've seen him over the course of the last few months. And he basically is. Um, He's got the sort of speed walking uh, thing going on here. He's got the speed walking going on on top. Um, so he's got that sort of gentle sort of meandering movement of the arms, similar to a, like a chimpanzee going sort of back and forth. They almost form like a, almost like a circle at the bottom here. But they're swinging back and forth, swinging the breeze. But down below though, his little legs, and he's got little legs, and I know I've got little legs too here, uh, but, his little legs are like blue-ass flies, like the speed of light, the speedy Gonzales. And he's roadrunner as well. Beep, 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 That's how quick his legs are going, but his arms are meandering. How can two parts of your body be going at different speeds? But the waddler does it. He's waddling on top, swinging around, and then at the bottom, he's got tremendous pace going on. Tremendous pace. I mean, he could probably be very good in the Olympic uh, speed walking. Uh, BBC has got very, very quick little legs and feet. Okay, so on my travels, my travails, I, I see myself as a sort of archaeologist, a little bit like an Indiana Jones. I found a very, very old one penny with the head of Lincoln on it. I don't know where it's from, but it's an incredibly old penny during my walks, my ramblings, my foraging. But I found perfectly preserved Almost as in the days when they found the Qumran skull scrolls, the Dead Sea Scrolls in Qumran, in the caves, through candlelight, they find ancient preserved manuscripts, basically salted and preserved through the depths of time. And on Thursday, I found a similar piece of parchment, yellowed, preserved, ancient.
probably hasn't been seen in 200 years. No eyes have cast vision on this in the last 200 years. Like Howard Carter when he was peering through the little hole that was drilled in the wall and he saw the antiquities of the pharaohs, Tutankhamun's gold-encrusted sarcophagus and all the riches and bejewels of the ancient world. And this is what I found the other day. I haven't opened it up yet. But today is a first on Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese and ever any other audio platform. We're going to basically be delving into the world of the ancient, the mystics, and see what we have to behold. So I'm going to pull this out. Whoops and gloves on here because I don't want to. First of all, it may have been peed on and I don't want to get vile disease from a rat. But also... I don't want to get my, the oils from my fingers disturbing the ancient manuscript. So I take the manuscript, and as you can see, I'm just gently running my fingers over it here. And this probably hasn't been recited in maybe 5,000, 10,000, half a million years. Who knows? Okay, I'm going to read this to you. I can read Aramaic. I can read hieroglyphics. But this looks like it's maybe an older English, but who knows. Before you use the product for the first time, separate the jar lid, fill a cap and blade from the jar, wash in a warm soapy water or use the top rack, in the, install the sealing ring over the six point blade, handle with, with care. Very British problems official on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, absolutely fantastic, very familiar problems for a Brit. A Brit, having seen their wheelie bin get turned upside down in the bin lorry, then get dragged back to somewhere near the home, a bin now clearly hollow and light, is unable to accept that it is truly been emptied until they've had a little peek inside. You in the supermarket, pretending to look at the onions, waiting for the person beside you looking at the carrots to move on. The person beside you pretending to look at the carrots, waiting for you to stop looking at the onions. The endless British dance goes on. Lovely having you here. Beautiful, beautiful week ahead here. A little cold and chilly. Uh, if I can get the, uh, the brown chakra out of my head, I'm going to be playing golf later with my brand new pristine polished balls. Yes, I'm that excited. Uh, but there's Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese, episode 186. We had 185 the other day. Like and subscribe where you can. At Keep Cheese on Twitter if you want to follow me. Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese on Instagram. Lots of followers on Instagram. Uh, yes, they haven't been hit by Elon Musk yet. So um, are we going to get the muskiness of Instagram happening? Who knows? That may possibly happen. But if you'd like to listen on Slacker, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, there's an audio version, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Audible, Amazon Music, Google. There was a little bit of an error the other day. There's been so many podcasts, I had to upgrade my storage levels. Yes, indeed. But if you like chappy, uh, rambling on, 
but you need a little bit of a break, you need an intermission, you need maybe to dunk your digestive in the tea and listen to the music and then come back to Chappie, then we have the Musical Emporium Butler Edition on Spotify where you can have the In the Navy, you've got In the Navy Village People, you've got Go West Pet Shop Boys, you have Murder on the Dance Floor, there's some Van Morrison, Chaz and Dave, Maria Mulder, some Tay Tay, some Tay 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 Tay, Chris Rea. You also have a Tainted by the Fruit of Another, Squeeze, some Bruce, the boss, Bruce Brinsill, George Michael, Shakespeare's sister, Roxy Music, and then you'll be sailing away into the distance, into the dawn or the sunset, whatever you want to be doing here with maybe a beautiful sunrise or maybe sunsetting wherever you're listening to the podcast with some Yacht Rock. You need some cheese. You need some fromage. Weigh down your boat laden with cheese with some Yacht Rock to finish. Chappie loves a little bit of cheese and Yacht Rock gets no cheesier on Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. But coming up next, we have a poem. This is Lilac's Last in the Dooryard, bloomed by Walt Whitman. When lilacs last in the dooryard bloomed and the great star early drooped in the western sky at night, I mourned and yet shall mourn with every returning spring. Every returning spring, Trinity, sure to me you bring lilac blooming perennial and drooping star in the west, and I thought of him I love. O powerful western fallen star, O shades of night, O moody tearful night, O great star disappeared, O the black murk that hides the star. O cruel hands that hold me powerless, O hapless soul of me, O harsh shrouding crowd that will not free my soul. In the dooryard, fronting an old farmhouse near the whitewashed palings, stands the lilac bush growing with heart-shaped leaves of rich green, with many a pointed bloom and blossom rising delicate with a perfume strong I love. With every leaf a miracle and from the bush in the dooryard, with delicate coloured blossomed and heart-shaped leaves of green richness, a sprig with its flower I break. We'll be back again next week like a coiled spring ready for action today and ready to pop up like Pop Goes the Weasel into your ears next week on Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. Hope you have a fabulous week. Until next time, it's Chappie out. Cheerio.